Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When I talk about working with a nightmare, it's generally about one or maybe two people. The individuals who make our working life traumatic and stressful. But sometimes it isn't the individual who's the problem. It's the entire workplace that's the nightmare. From the bosses who employ you to the difficult people those bosses enable and even to the very job itself. Imagine feeling trapped into a place of employment that you slowly realised was probably illegal and was run by rich, unpredictable men who had all the control. That's what happened to Mary when she was desperate for money and got her first job in her late teens. My name is Sam Blacker and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. So I was really young at the time. It was my first full-time job that I've ever had. And I was desperate to get work. And I finally stumbled across this company. And I went in for an interview and they hired me. And they paid me like well below minimum wage. But I had no idea. So I was stoked. I was like, oh my God, this is so much money because I'd never worked full time before. You can probably guess that if this company was paying below minimum wage, there was probably something very wrong going on. But at the time... Mary had no idea. Um, and it was all kind of above board at the start. Everything seemed normal. But the longer I spent there, the more questionable things got. One of those questionable things was Mary's actual job. Originally, I was hired as a recruitment consultant. So people would, we would advertise jobs and people would come in for interviews and we were t- supposed to decide whether these people were right for the jobs or not. Only thing is, there were no jobs. Sounds a little bit like a scam, right? Well, here's how it worked. So we were advertising for jobs that didn't exist. People would come in desperate for work, desperate for money. And instead of saying, sorry, we don't actually have any jobs because, you know, we're not allowed to do that. We would sell them in to do a government-funded certificate. If they participated in the certificate and completed it, we got a commission of money from it, and it didn't cost them anything to do. But we told them, if you do it, we'll give you a job. This is all explained with the benefit of hindsight. Mary was young and taking her employment at face value, but she was slowly starting to realise a few things. I didn't know anything, so I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a funny thing to be doing. Eventually, I was kind of like, oh, I had a guy come in and he was, like, in pieces because he needed a job so bad. He was coming in for a warehousing job, and I knew that we didn't have a warehousing job, but I'm interviewing him as if he did, 
and he's in pieces because he needs his job so bad to feed his family and stuff. And that's kind of when I was like, oh, God, this is actually really bad, what we're doing. So it's clearly immoral, if not completely unethical and illegal. But this entire concept has to come from somewhere. It has to be pushed by someone from the top. Well, meet the bosses. And that's kind of at the same time when I met our CEO for the first time. Our CEO was a 24-year-old guy who was super rich but had no idea what was going on. And he had partners in the business that were Melbourne socialites. So they had a lot of money. They were very well known. And when people would come in for interviews and somehow find out it was with these two guys, it would kind of convince them more so to come in because they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to work with these guys. The business definitely seemed dodgy to Mary, but a series of sudden changes made the possibility of illegality even clearer. Probably about six months, we stopped doing the certificates um, and we kind of transitioned to convincing people to do deployments to get jobs because we could get more money um, in the commission if we were going to sell deployments instead of just certificates. By that six months as well, our company name had changed already three times. To be honest, everything seemed to be changing very fast. Uh, like my payslip would be coming from somewhere else, my email address would change, all the company branding and stuff would change and like every three, four months or so. And we were kind of thinking at that stage as well, this is super dodgy, this is super weird. Like after the first time, we're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But then the second time, we're like, okay, this is getting weird. But the biggest change was still the shift from selling certificates to selling diplomas. And it was a big change for everyone. But instead of selling them face-to-face with people, we started doing it over the phone. So we were effectively calling people. I can't even remember how we got their numbers, but we convinced them over the phone that they should do these, like, $40,000, $60,000 diplomas because we'd get a lot of money from it. At the same time, my bosses were telling me that if I sell these diplomas to people, the company will get a commission and I'll get a cut of it. And I was going to get, like... $100 or something per sale. The thing was, Mary was using private information to make these calls and she had no idea where this information was coming from. So at this point, we're getting people's phone numbers and just calling them up and selling them these super expensive diplomas and taking their like bank details, tax file numbers and stuff like that over the phone. Again, my first job, I had no idea this was not meant to happen until somebody else started in the company And we're like, oh, God, this is not normal at all. And it wasn't just new employees who were concerned. The company would receive follow-ups from those connected to the people who'd been called. There was a couple of times where I'd be on the phone to people and I'd be selling them into the things. And then a few days later, like a concerned friend or parent would call back and be like, this is illegal. I'm going to dob you in to um, the authorities and things like that. But it was all kind of dealt with, so nothing ever went higher than that. But if there was no repercussions, a young employee like Mary with no experience might mark this down to just being a misunderstanding. But then Mary's bosses asked something of her that was obviously unusual. (laughs) 
we're also having to hire new people. So at one stage, well, they tasked me with doing the hiring of new staff to work in our actual office. So I'd be going through the CVs for that. And it didn't matter what they had on their CVs. They were like, don't worry about looking at the um, CVs, resumes for any of these people. Just get their names and put them on Facebook and have a look at what they look like. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, you have to choose people that are really good looking to work here. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about their experience. We can teach them stuff as long as they're good looking and they look good for the company. That's fine. Um, and if you can get girls as well, that would be great. Her boss's obsession with hot girls became more and more apparent, especially when they hired some new employees from a very unlikely source. I remember two girls were hired because they met my CEO in a sauna once and, you know, got it on with him. So he promised to get them a job. It's probably becoming clear that these guys were using the company for their own enjoyment and fun. Things would get way worse, but no one felt they could do anything. They were super, like, powerful people. Uh, you do, you couldn't really say anything because they were, like, big socialites and things like that. They had so much power over everybody. So whatever they said kind of went. Give someone with low morals lots of money and lots of power and they can get away with pretty much anything. And these guys did. Because I was super, super rich, they were doing a super, super lot of drugs as well. So it was not uncommon for us to uh, come into the office on a Monday morning and go sit down at a boardroom table that was, like, covered in cocaine. But while they were loose... They also liked to be in control, and one of the ways this manifested was in a strange forced arrangement with their staff. We'd always have to go out for drinks, like that was a part of the deal. You had to go out for work drinks on a Friday night, even if you didn't want to go, and you had to go and party with them, so it looked like they had a big group of people with them that loved working for them and were having a good time out and things like that. So they liked power. They liked controlling their staff to make themselves look popular and they were clearly bending the rules. It's probably no surprise that they were also incredibly sexist. A lot of females that worked for our company that were put in really compromising positions. There were also a lot of males in the company that were given promotions just because they were males. With a preference for promoting men, it should also probably be no surprise that there were pay differences as well. We found out at one point that the owners of the business were paying the males a good $20,000 more than the females in the business for no apparent reason. So with Mary's bosses actively looking for what they deemed to be hot women, promoting the men and paying the men more, it was only a matter of time until that influenced the entire workplace mentality. One of the ops managers at the place, he was really seedy. Like I said, I was still a teenager at the time. And he was probably about 40, and he would be really creepy towards me, especially on nights out. Like, even still now, I don't know how, he still has my email address, and he will send me weird, creepy emails and, like, selfies and photos of himself in these emails. So clearly things were getting bad and a lot of the employees were slowly beginning to realise. We'd had about another 
two name changes in the second six months that I was there. And it was getting dodgier and dodgier. And I was not getting paid any of my commissions that I was apparently making. Uh, the management were getting like angrier and te- more intense because we were all getting a bit more cotton on to what was happening and how bad everything was. One of the reasons they were cottoning on was because of two of the older employees. There was kind of two girls that started working there that were really switched on and kind of took all of us younger people under their wing a bit and really told us about how bad everything was and how much we deserve so much better than this because we were all so young and so naive about it all and we were so desperate for jobs. Like, when I first got this job, I had no money and I couldn't find another job, so I couldn't leave this place. Because everyone else was young and felt financially trapped in their position, if those two women hadn't stepped up, who knows what might have happened. Mary ended up finding another job but still heard about her workplace through old contacts. Because I was friends with a couple of the people that worked there still and I remember seeing they were putting up photos and stuff and I was like, it was a new group of people working there every time. Like the staff turnover was enormous. They changed their company name a few more times. Eventually the big managers in the company started to kind of drop off because they couldn't afford to pay them anymore. And things... I'm pretty sure got shut down, but I don't really know what happened at the end of it. Some others got jobs as well, but many would have been trapped or suffered through even worse than Mary. The men were completely safe, especially the bosses, and who knows what they're getting away with even now. Mary's out and very grateful for her current workplace. So glad I'm out of there. I get paid legally and I don't have to sell my soul to get my way. If this story has brought back memories to you or maybe connects with an experience you're currently going through, please feel free to get in touch through my website, samblacker.com. I'd love to share your story too. Until then, good luck at work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.